0: S-P-O-I-L-E-R-S with us! New cards!
1: Welcome to episode 3 of Spoiler Season for Hour of Devastation. Uh, We're brought to you by New England Comics and Flipside Gaming, thanks to both of our wonderful sponsors. Our first card tonight uh, is a land. Uh, Katie, tell me a little bit about this land.
0: Yeah, so this card is called Hostile Desert. Um, and it does look like there's... You're of
1: the uh, s- hostile school, eh?
0: Yeah. A hostility hostile.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. But I'm on.
0: Uh, what about automobile? Mo- mobile phone? Why don't you just call it a car? Mo- mobile it's phone? hostile. Hostile desert. mobile or mobile? Hostile
1: desert. You tap it for a colorless mana. It's a land. It's a desert. Uh, and you can pay two and exile a land card from your graveyard and Hostile Desert becomes a 3-4 elemental creature until end of turn it is still a land. So we have a a colorless creature land, kind of.
0: Yeah, kind of. Uh, I I guess you have to be in a deck that's randomly getting some lands into the graveyard. In Standard, we only have Evolving Wilds that naturally puts itself in the graveyard. Otherwise, you have to somehow be milling or discarding or cycling lands. Sure, but you're not, hopefully, cycling until the late game.
1: Uh, Yeah, we'll have to see if, like... Yeah. I don't know about a standard, but like in modern, um, this is much more doable because everyone's on fetch lands. Right. Um, and this becomes kind of just a colorless land. So, I know, yesterday we were talking about Eldrazi Tron maybe, maybe not wanting the um, Exile of the Graveyard land. Uh, this one, I, I think, is not good enough for what Eldrazi Tron is doing to be included. No. Um, but, you know, it, it feels like it would go in some kind of a deck uh, that is going to be cracking plenty of fetches and can afford to have a colorless, like a colorless land like this, yeah. Because the rate is really good. Like, two mana for a 3-4, um, and two of any color uh, for a 3-4 is, right. is a pretty decent. It uh, can I think slot stirring... into any
0: deck as long as it can afford to have the colorless land.
1: Yeah, the other uh, time we've seen this is the Stirring Wildwood becomes a 3-4, and you have to pay Green-White 1 for that. Um, so this is, is a little bit cheaper. Uh, it doesn't have to go in a specific Green-White deck, but and it does certainly it's... have constraints.
0: Yep, and of course it's out of bolt range with that... Uh three four tough Not mess. push though, because not push.
1: Bolt has been uh declining and yeah. push has been on the rise.
0: Yeah, well not everything can be push-proof. That's, that's
1: <laughs> true. Uh so next card, you were excited about this one. Oh
0: yeah, I'm stoked about this card. It is alright, I'll read it, but I think it's it's aggressively costing enough that it could slot into some decks. So let's take a look. This is Driven to Despair. Uh Driven is green one sorcery until end of turn creatures you control gain trample and whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player draw a card despair is black one aftermath until end of turn creatures you control gain menace and have whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player that player discards a card
1: yeah they really pushed in the text box there they couldn't put yeah. reminder text on uh, aftermath because they were <laughs> wanting to cram so much text in
0: yeah but um, so of course we have the green black like snake, mid range, delirium decks, and this seems like that seems like the obvious shell to think about it in because it's a green black card. But also the so the front side gives trample and a lot of the green black creatures can get very large and um Verger's Gearhulk is the only one that naturally has trample. Flare as well. Oh Flare yeah, is excellent. Um yeah, but this could be really good, and it can really help you refuel your hand in the late game, as I think we're moving to a much more grindy, mid-range, mirror sort of meta. Um, this could really help break mirrors, because you're getting the card advantage, and you're getting through, and making them discard. I, I, it's just, you can totally pay for both halves of these cards on the same turn, on different turns. Menace is going to help you get through if you have some sort of board stall. Um I I think this is exciting. I don't know that it's an automatic inclusion right away, but I'm excited to test this.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that this is a better fit for, um, of the two green-black, you know, uh, sneak decks, the energy energy version, the delirium version. Um, I think that this card probably goes better in the uh, energy version, because it's just the energy version is lower to the ground, um, it's going to be putting more creatures on board earlier. Those creatures get bigger or faster, uh, and you want to be attacking all the time. Whereas the snake version can certainly play that game—a uh, turn two snake and a turn three Rishkar—is going to encourage you to be attacking. Um, but it it can also tend to play a more defensive game, kind of just hitting with flare while trying to control the board a little bit more. Um, so uh, I, I think yeah, I think this this is probably going to be tested in the energy version, um, and I, I agree with you that this is a card that if you're ahead uh it completely shuts the door on your opponent yeah running. like it draws you a bunch of cards it sh- makes them discard the rest of their hand great um and I if you're even in at a board parody, stall and, well, that's what i was going to say yeah if you're in a board stall um or you're at like like you mentioned earlier if you're playing the mirror um this is going to be a card that can really help you to kind of get out of that uh you just have to make sure that like like this card is not very good when you're behind no um and so I don't know. It's gonna come down to like, is it worth it to play this? And like, is it good enough when you're at parity to merit a slot in your deck? Yeah. Um And certainly you don't have to cast both sides. You could just cast the front side. Uh, and green one, this is this is pretty good. Uh, I think green one, if you know one uh, creature connects, it'll replace itself. But you're really looking to have uh, two cards, uh, or sorry, two creatures connect, so you can draw yeah. two off of this. Um, and once you're there, uh, it's it's super solid. Green one for draw two cards is great, um, and uh, I think also if we see the rise of tokens decks, um, then this card gains actually a ton of value, um, because uh, you know the energy build doesn't really have a way to trample over except for Gear Hulk, whereas the um, Delirium version of oh, Hell, uh, by White mention, also yeah. has Flare. So this card will really allow uh, those kind of go wide stall decks to uh, a way to fight those.
0: Yeah, I guess I I still don't really see this in the energy build because the energy creatures tend to be fairly small like at least in the start right like you know giving your three four elephant trample okay sure three that's that's pretty substantial but you're
1: like the smallest creature in the deck is the three four no i mean you have flint sleeves that's a two No, you put counters on the siphoner okay yeah uh, well then you have to have counters to make but they run so many counters their whole deck is just running counters Long Tusk Cub puts counters on, Ballista, you have Snake, you have, they run more Gear Hulks, they run more cars than the Delirium version. You're not going to have a problem putting counters on things. Usually that that deck, uh, they're, the issue that they have is that they can't get through. They deal a bunch of damage early, and then they get and then stuck. they can't get the ends. Right? So like, this is a nice way where even if you... Um, you, know, you play this card and you're not able to kill them, you may be able to do enough damage to their board state and then leave them way behind on cards. And right. if you can do that, then you'll be able to maybe kill them the next turn. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that it's worth testing. Uh, I don't think I'm quite as excited about it as you are, um, but I do think that um, particularly the front side has a lot of promise yeah. um, and, and definitely merits being tested.
0: Yeah. I think the thing I find most, most concerning about the front side is it doesn't give any pump in addition to the trample, so you have to have naturally large creatures or your creatures have to be able to trade or eat your opponent's creatures because you know if yeah, you well that's why we're talking about it right, in right, the black right, green
1: right. deck because yeah 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 and siphoner has evasion by itself so siphoner is going to hit um and then your other creatures will which hopefully will be big enough that they're going to be able to like, hit and your opponent's not going to be able to like block well because suddenly everything is trampled. Um, it can really throw off combat math, too. If they were planning on like chumping with a Thraben Inspector to protect a, a Thraben Inspector and a Knight to protect their Gideon, uh, like, you don't even have to use this for the card draw. Just being able to like have the flexibility of saying, Oh, I'm going to get this trample and kill your Gideon now, mm-hmm. and then maybe also draw a card off it if you can hit them, um, is, is pretty strong. Yeah. Our next card is Unesh Creo Sphinx Sovereign. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So that's blue, blue, four. It's a legendary creature, Sphinx. Uh, it is a four, four. It has flying. Sphinx spells you cast cost two huh? less to cast. And whenever Unesh, Krius, Sphinx Sovereign or another Sphinx enters the battlefield under your control, reveal the top four cards of your library. An opponent separates those cards into two <laughs> piles. Put one pile into your hand and the other into your graveyard. So, a couple things. Kind of going through this card. Six mana for a four, four. Just looking at the body. Uh. Flying is not great not very good
0: graspable okay
1: graspable uh in the late game europe opponents are doing things like casting uh Ishkanas and noxious gear hulks and sorens and and when yeah Avacons. so yeah. the body is not great okay sphinx, sphinx spells that you cast cost two less to cast on a six drop i, I mean
0: you already have six mana <laughs>
1: yeah like the only sphinx that's more expensive than this is of the final word and the other Sphinxes, that, like Curator of Mysteries and the Glyph Keeper, are both cheaper than this, so it feels kind of weird to put cost reduction on a really expensive thing. Yeah. Uh, the last ability is whenever this card or another Sphinx enters the battlefield, you get a Factor Fiction. And that is what actually pushes it over the edge, uh, is that ability is incredible. Um, Factor Fiction is really, really good. Um, so I think that currently this card probably doesn't fit into standard. Um, if the format slows down, then this card might fit into standard um, purely on the basis that like it's going to draw you a couple of cards, it's going to be like a three for one when it comes down, which is strong. Um, if we end up getting more sphinxes, then maybe maybe sphinx you can. Tribal. I don't. I don't think it'll ever... sphinxes are just too expensive to do a sphinx tribal. But like I could see. Uh, I mean, maybe if they print cheaper, I don't know. They don't usually print cheap sphinxes. They're usually like five mana plus or minus two. <laughs>
0: yeah well well I've that's three, three if mana. there was a three mana no, sphinx I think we've seen
1: like one one four mana sphinx all the other sphinxes have been five mana or more one so more. yeah yeah i don't i don't think it'll be super likely but maybe there'll be like a couple of sphinxes such that you can play this and once in a while get the second activation of this card because if you can guarantee play
0: metallic mimic on sphinx
1: that's uh that's an idea the
0: trigger that yeah.
1: is an idea it <laughs> becomes a five five then uh you know four turns after you play the mimic and uh-huh. uh, cool cool
0: no i'm saying play the mimic afterwards after this as another way to ah uh, uh, yes get yes. the fact or fiction effect
1: yes well that is a, a possibility turn
0: seven mimic two one sphinx yes
1: at least all the other sphinxes that you play will come in with a counter on them <laughs> um but I, I really i really do think the fact or fiction is really good and like i think that um in the right metagame that that you could maybe slot this card into some kind of like salt list and this have this just be a nice way to refuel yeah well still adding to the board um and if you can get a couple other sphinxes like i said uh if you can get this off more than once i think it definitely becomes worth playing mm-hmm. i just don't i don't think that's super likely.
0: yeah our next card is angel of condemnation this is white white two for a three three angel uh, flying vigilance and it has two abilities you can pay white to tap exile another target creature Return that creature to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Or, white to tap, exert Angel of Condemnation, exile another target creature until Angel of Condemnation leaves the battlefield. So, up front, the second ability, the ability to exile multiple creatures with this one card, is very, very tempting. Uh, But it's so expensive. The turn it comes down... You're paying 4, and then if you want to activate it, you have to wait till the next turn, pay another 3, exert it, and you can't start exiling a second creature until another turn after that. Um, and then you're really, really screwed if someone takes care of this angel because they get back all the permits that you spent, like, 4 turns trying to exile.
1: Yeah, cards, it's just not worth it. It's a bad rate. Uh, like, sure, you can, it has Vigilance and flying, so you can attack and, and activate its ability, but... Um... Like, it's, this is not Eldrazi Displacer, where you can play it, activate it immediately, um, yeah. because this doesn't have haste, so you can't tap it right away. Um, and you can only activate it once a turn, you can't activate it multiple times like Displacer could. Oh, Displacer. Um, is great. And, yeah, like you said, the rate is just bad. Like, three mana, tap to blink something, uh, whatever, like, that's fine, but it's, it's such a bad body. And four mana for 3-3, three, three I don't love it. And then the second ability it's just not it's not realistic. Like you're you're going to maybe exile one creature with this because think about it, you play this on turn 4. Turn 5 you exile a creature. Turn 6 it sits there. Turn 7 it untaps and maybe gets to exile another creature. There's going to be a lot of stuff happening in between turn 4 and 7 uh such that I don't I don't think this card is going to be good. So certainly in limited um oh. this is super good. Oh my in limited it's really strong. 4/3/3 for three, three flying vigilance by itself is great. Right. Um and tack on these two abilities and like any, all your ETBs become great. Uh, and, and
0: repeatable removal. Repeatable removal is great. Mean, and flying, it's evasion. Th- yep. This is, a, this is I think, going to be really, really hard to beat in Limited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, especially if the format is, is kind of grindy and slow. So probably better in sealed than draft. Sure. Uh, but we'll have to see what the draft format looks like. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited for this card in Limited. In Standard, I think it's just like not costed well enough and yeah. too slow.
0: Cool though. I, I like these abilities and again I like seeing exert on a tap um ability right Yeah, I like how they the expanded yeah. the design
1: space for Hour Devastation and make it use the same thing but make it feel a little different. Yeah. Our next card is Hour of Glory. Aww. This is Black Three, thank you. It's yeah. really nice. Uh it's
0: glorious. Glorious. you, you know say? what's happening?
1: What this art is representing?
0: uh oh is this the death of ronus yeah
1: you just oh the death of Ronas oh. by the scorpion well god. you know to
0: be honest i was a little disappointed when i was playtesting ronus it's not ronus's fault it was the deck around him but
1: <laughs> you mean like the car wasn't good enough for you yeah not good enough not cool <laughs> enough for you
0: well the legendary thing is a problem i mean it's always a problem well your test when
1: you test what you t- you tested in like a not very good deck right? i tested
0: in like a white uh a green white
1: yeah runas is finding uh one of position in black green energy and teamer energy as well
0: yeah uh, and it's one good. of yeah i bet of. it's great there yeah i bet it's great
1: Yeah. i agree uh so anyways hour of glory is black three instant uh exile target creature if that creature is a god uh, or sorry it says if that creature was a god uh, its controller reveals his or her hand and exiles all cards from it with the same name as that creature so a couple things to note uh, this does cleanly answer all of the gods because it's exile yep um, four mana instant is uh, not a very good rate uh, for, for this effect um, we've seen things that we've seen play seen play that are similar and standard uh, utter end saw play but that was because it was four mana for exile anything except the land Um, and then we saw Silence the Believers see a little bit of play but largely because it scaled in the late game and you could exile multiple threats with it Um, Deicide was 2 mana for exiling uh, a you know a god or an enchantment or something, then if it's a god, you get to go through their deck and hand in library and graveyard and take them all out. Oh. Uh, and that didn't really see a whole lot of play because you had Dramoka's Command to do basically <laughs> the same thing. Um, so this card I I don't think is hits that like standard playable bar because Utter End and of the Believers were never really more than like two ofs in a deck, um, and this card is just worse than all of those. Uh, it's going to exile exactly one card every time, yep. and it only looks at their hand, it doesn't look at their deck or their graveyard, uh, so it just doesn't have that utility either if you really do want to strip everything away. Um, so right now I, I think you're just better off playing um, you know, any of the other options that we have. Uh, I mean, if, if when upon rotation they don't print more good removal and like we're desperate, maybe people run this, but four mana for just exile a creature is not uh, good enough, because I, the second clause there is rarely going to be relevant. Well, it's that's the thing out yeah. Four mana exile creature. That's Let's what see. I was going
0: to say, is right. This becomes, I think, more playable if the gods or more indestructible creatures are like what decks are built around. If you are desperate for ways to beat those and those are, you know, the key cards in decks, then maybe this becomes more playable. Um, because really, for black, there's not a lot of exile removal. So. Yeah, but, but like you're, you're not gonna be... run
1: a mono black control deck though either. Like if you're gonna play, yeah, or you know if you're in black green, like black does have sacrifice effects like to the slaughter and stuff as well. Um, and uh, you know, English I'm making if you're in white, uh, white has a lot of the exile stuff. Oh, yeah. So white I think if the gods become from. a problem, yeah. I think it's more likely that you you play Splash white, white, yeah, then get some exile. Play this card because this card's not it's, very good. Okay, yeah. but if you're like it's it's friend like it's possible it's possible that if I just I don't think the gods are good enough either. Like I don't think yeah, that we're going to see gods yeah. everywhere. They don't um, feel overwhelming. No. So we'll see. We'll see. But I'm not optimistic.
0: Neither the old gods nor the new. Uh,
1: our last card of the night is Reason to F- Live. Uh, I think. Reason to Live. Reason is blue sorcery, scry three. And live is green for sorcery, aftermath. Look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature card, you may reveal it and put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put that card into your hand. So, uh, the front side of this is very close to drawing a card. Um,
0: so close.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're like. And it's like, so cheap. It's so cheap. Um, it's
0: literally I, as cheap as it can be.
1: Yes. I mean, it could be it, zero. Yeah, but that would. It could be zero and net you a mana.
0: That, okay. It could
1: be zero and net you three mana. All it could right, be well, a Black Lotus. And then you get to scry three. They just print. That's the thing is they can't reprint Black Lotus. They could reprint reprint Black Lotus with upside. Mm, Sack this card. Add three of any color to baneful and scry three.
0: That's yeah. All right. Let wizards know.
1: Yeah. Let them know that you want that. Um, So yeah, I think that like scry math, right? Scrying three is like about equal to drawing a card. Um, You're gonna probably bottom one to two, maybe all three of these, um, and. That in and of itself is like pretty nice. I, I'm gonna have like a hard time convincing myself that like I know logically that is true, but I'm gonna have a hard time paying blue and like discarding and a the card. whole
0: card. Yeah, yeah just but to look.
1: I do think that like it's a it, it could be a thing. Um, and for the second side uh
0: this is such a weird combination
1: yeah i mean it it clearly like you can either play it just for the blue and make it like a cantrip ish card right um or you can play it for both sides and if you're playing for both sides and it wants to be in some kind of like blue green rampy or like blue green creature deck sure um, so you can actually get some kind of advantage off of the maybe with nissa yeah i mean i think that uh this goes super well with nissa right because nissa's uh, ticks up to scry 2. This is a scry 3. Nissa zeroes to put a creature if the Tuckered Lab is a creature or land He puts it on the battlefield. So you're able to actually stack this such that if you have six mana and a Nissa You can play reason scry 3 put like two creatures on top And then you can zero Nissa put a creature in pay five for live and put another creature in um, But in order to get value off of live the creature that you were putting in needs to be more than five mana Right? Like it need, or it needs to be like at least five mana to if you're gonna get right. good value off of it. Otherwise, Otherwise you're paying
0: five mana to like put a Thraven
1: Inspector into play. Yeah. yeah feels... And listen, <laughs> Thraven Inspector is a boss <laughs> and it's one of the most powerful cards in standard. But I don't want to pay five mana for Thraven Inspector. No. So uh
0: yeah. Or it's five mana draw like uh yeah, draw land, a card or draw an yeah. instant or yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, I think that the blue side is more exciting than the green side. Oh, definitely. Um and you know, keep it but in again, mind if you're building a Nissa deck.
0: Yeah, yeah. This might be another one of those, like, if the blue side is playable, then the green side is nice upside, right? Because you can't complain about having more options or more flexibility, right? If you can afford the green um, and you have a turn where you, like, don't have anything better to do. Yeah, because sure.
1: that's the thing. It's like all these aftermath cards, right? It's not like you're actually paying five mana and spending a card to do this. It's a f- five mana, and, like, for free, yeah. Uh, so you're not going down on card advantage because you like this is a card in your graveyard. Anytime you have one of these split card type effects, like it's actually this is about two cards worth of value in one. So it's nice. It's nice. I don't just don't know if it's gonna kinda break through and in, in actually yeah. play. Um, I just
0: I laugh again because this is like the new classic green card draw because like blue would just scry, but the green side draws you a card.
1: Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> that blue you know it doesn't technically put you up on card advantage Yeah. whereas uh the green actually does
0: yeah so I, I mean for 5 mana so seeing it side by side yeah <laughs>
1: um so just briefly too we want to go through uh they spoiled a couple of cards or the like non reprints and cards that are not out of the set already uh from the planeswalker decks so there's a couple of things here so uh they we have um visage, visage how do you say that word visage
0: visage okay
1: we have visage of bolus which is four mana artifact when it enters the battlefield you may search your library and or graveyard for a card named nickel bolus the deceiver reveal it and put it into your hand if you search your library this way shuffle it and it taps to add blue black or red to your mana pool uh you're giving me a funny look
0: i i mean up front i would not pay four mana to tutor up a bolus planeswalker Ramps you there as well gets you there in a couple turns yeah, barely it only adds one mana katie
1: katie katie this is from the Planeswalker deck. We're yeah. not expecting this to be uh super all right, all super right. competitive. Alright. Just want to keep it you know
0: or marginally competitive. I'm not hey, expecting it. Okay, the
1: Planeswalker deck did give us was it Electrify? It was like red three, instant speed, four damage to a creature planeswalker.
0: No, no. And like people started running that? No no, that's uh that's in the set. I drafted it.
1: Uh no, there's a card that was in a planeswalker. And maybe maybe it's like in Amonkhet, in like this a different version, but there was a card uh in a planeswalker deck, like two sets ago that was the only card that did that oh, and people it, it like went fun. up in price because people actually wanted it for standard as like a one or two of blu-ray yeah. played it to kill gideon's um
0: <laughs> all right so does uh does this make it from the planeswalker deck to the standard constructed uh, probably field?
1: not um but it's a cool it's a cool thing it taps for Grixis and lets you fetch up bolus i i We talked yesterday about the two nickel boluses and being really disappointed by the first one and also the second one not being very good but uh the ultimate on the second one was was much more impressive true so i don't know like i like to keep this stuff in mind because like you never know uh but realistically yeah i don't think that cards from the planeswalker deck i just thought this was an interesting interesting card yeah um
0: i mean there are a lot of cards that care about the bolus particularly like probably in the planeswalker deck
1: yeah i'm sure uh, other things, uh, we have Wasp of the Bitter End, which is black one for a two-one flying insect horror. When you cast a Bolus Planeswalker spell, you may sacrifice Wasp of the Bitter End. If you do, destroy a creature. It's just a cool design.
0: Yeah, I think that's fun. I don't think
1: it's going to be you know super competitive, no. but uh, but I,
0: I really like kind of that the Planeswalker deck seems to be like super revolving around Bolus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is supposed to be top-down Bolus world, right? So, right. Right. So that's Nissa the best does thing some you stuff do. too.
1: There's that Nissa's encouragement.
0: Oh my gosh. This is like a Call mouthful Nissa's of a card.
1: pat on the back. This is a friendly smile and wave. This is green four, sorcery. Search your library and graveyard for a card named Forest. Uh, a card named Bramble Left Behemoth, which is a six mana, six, six trample. Uh, and a card named Nissa Genesis Mage. Reveal those cards, put them into your hand, and shelf your library. For a Planeswalker deck, uh, this is really powerful because this is oh, like yeah. three for one. It's giving you a good creature, a plane, your Planeswalker, and a Forest to, to get you a little bit closer. So... But the Planeswalker deck, this card seems really good. Totally. Yeah, but obviously not in competitive. Uh, so I think that's uh, all the spoilers that we got for today. Uh, any final observations or thoughts that you wanted to just get off your mind? Get off, you know. Um,
0: what are you testing right now in Standard?
1: What am I testing in Standard? Yeah. can't
0: tell you that. I have a PPTQ on Saturday. Oh, secret secrets. I'm just
1: kidding. No, I'm, uh, I've been testing a couple of things in Standard. Uh, the... Oketra's Monument deck uh, I tested it was pretty cool. Um, Oketra's
0: Monument is really, really good if you can get going with it.
1: That card is, like, completely busted. Uh, the only problem is, like, if you don't have that card in your hand and you can't play it. <laughs> uh, like, the deck is just a bunch of, like, kind of lackluster like, white creatures. creatures. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of key pieces that, you know, if they if you don't have the Monument and they kill your handware militia captain and they kill your bygone bishop, like you're literally playing with garbage, um, and you know I, I don't think I mean it's really cool, and you know maybe there's not an argument for spotting blue so you can play trophy mage, but then it just like, you're slowing it down. You're playing a your catcher's monument on turn four, and then like you start getting value on turn five. But to be fair, like because monument reduces the cost of your white creatures, um, even a turn four monument on turn five, you have five mana. You could easily cast three to four spells. Uh, And just, like, dump value onto the board. Yeah. Um, I I did test a green build with a Duskwatch Recruiter and Cryptolith, right?
0: Mm. Uh,
1: And that seemed pretty promising because it it helped to uh, solve the problem of, like, hey, my deck isn't doing anything. (laughs) Like, I need to, without Oketra's Monument, I need to uh, produce value. Um, But it still seemed a little bit uh, lackluster when you didn't have the Monument and a little bit slow and, you know, kind of clunky. Yeah. So...
0: All of these sort of synergistic decks, I, I have to say that deck sort of reminds me of like a ramp deck where you sort of need the right pieces at the right time. Like a ramp deck, if you just draw all the ramp cards, it doesn't do anything. If you just draw the big creatures, it doesn't do anything. But if you draw them in the right order, it can be super powerful. And this is even more restrictive because it's like it has a bunch of cards that like sort of don't do much. But if you have a catcher's monument or if you have, um, you know, three of crack clues to find a monument and get some value and bygone bishops um then then it can be really powerful but it's sort of like you have to have the right pieces very early and sort of in the right order
1: yeah um that's an interesting way to look at it uh i i think the deck plays a lot more like a synergy based deck such as uh white humans or white red humans Mm -hmm. uh, or white green humans um, or something like obzon constellation from uh, a couple seasons ago which you know i loved uh, I think it plays a lot more similarly, but it does have the weakness where, like, where Obzon Constellation, every single card in the deck, more or less, was, like, part of the engine. Um, this deck really has one engine card that you need, and otherwise it doesn't work. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I feel like there's got to be something with a Ketcher's Monument, an Anointed Procession, plus Harsh, uh, what is it called, uh, Hidden Stockpile, or even, like, Panharmonicon, Um, to just provide more redundancy uh, so you can get one of these pieces. um, Because it's also very weak to, uh, like, dispossess uh, out of the the sideboard. um, Though I do expect those numbers will go down since Marvel's gone. Um, But, like, you need that piece, right? And there's got to be a way to increase redundancy. And there's also a chance that if they print something else that could support the deck, then it could very quickly become pretty real i think yeah. uh, because you just need a critical mass of cards that do something even without monuments so we have handwear we have bygone bishop um i would even make an argument for including uh pious evangel because that helps you to stall and gain some life
0: that's the the white human that the white gain life whenever a creature yeah your two, two, creature or two. any creature enters the battlefield
1: uh, i think it's just your creatures yeah just you um, just one of your creatures and obviously this goes nuts with Monument um, yeah. But even without Monument it helps to keep you a little bit alive uh, By some time, but it, I don't know. It's just the decks missing something. I'm not I think that like Maybe there'll be a piece printed that will help to make it better because uh, it's really close right now I think it's just not quite there um, and then i was in testing a uh, black white control and versions of black white control because I think that that deck is like decently positioned if there's going to be a lot of black green it's good against that i think it's good against zombies um like it's always hard to say that because like you're like oh you get to run a few four fumigate yay but at the same time like zombies recovers really well from sweepers um but it helps that you gain a little bit of life um and it helps that you can kind of cascade value with planeswalkers once you've uh wiped their board and there's not as much pressure going against your planeswalkers
0: um, Why are you interested in black white control as opposed to uh, blue red has been sort of the pl- premier control deck in the Marvel era?
1: Yeah, well, the problem with blue red now is that since Marvel's been banned, uh, Mardu vehicles is really resurging. Mm-hmm. Um, and blue red doesn't like playing against Mardu vehicles. Uh, like, we don't, until oh, a braid, it can't
0: handle the stuff I on the field very so, well.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, a braid is going to help. be helpful. Um, but, like, until then, the Mardu vehicles deck can kill blue-red via its creatures, its planeswalkers, or its vehicles. Uh, these are three super different angles that require very different answers, um, and blue-red, like, if it doesn't counter them on the way down, even if it's counter they're specific, right? Essence Scatter versus Negate are yeah. uh, horribly awry. So if you don't counter them on the way down, once they hit the battlefield, you're going to have a really hard time getting rid of them. Um, whereas black-white ignores the stack. Uh, it can, you know, bring in hand disruption if it wants it, but it has things like Anguish on Making and Stasis Snare, uh, yeah. and Immolating Glare, and gra- you know, which allows you to really just kill anything um, and i think that right now that's what you need to be able to do uh, because the decks in standard right now are attacking from pretty different angles even though they're all kind of attacking right is like what the thing that is being done so because there's such a c- emphasis on creatures and dealing combat damage to kill your opponent i think that a control deck should be well positioned mm. but i think that that control deck might be black white x instead yeah. of blue red x
0: Do you think uh, Blessed Alliance makes it into a something white control deck, or is it not specific enough?
1: So I think that Blessed Alliance uh, is Constructed Playable right now, primarily because of uh, Bristling Hydra and Gideon, um, Mm. because it's an answer for both of those cards.
0: They're so hard to kill.
1: Yeah, Bristling Hydra in particular is terrible. Um, But that's why I like Fumigate. It deals with Hydra. I like uh, Gaunti because it deals with Hydra. and right,
0: just the death touch. Yeah, and like realistically, just...
1: they're gonna kill it with uh, with uh, harness lightning. But whatever. Sure. But
0: then they have to have the harness lightning, right? If they yeah. don't have it, you stonewall them for a couple turns until they draw yeah. an answer. But on the other hand,
1: like it's hard to main deck blessed alliance when zombies is a deck
0: oh yeah because it's pathetic against zombies. It's like sure
1: i'll sacrifice my dread wanderer and of turn bring back dread wanderer
0: haha <laughs> ha, jk it, you just spent a card on yeah nothing. right
1: so like it's hard to it's hard to main deck that yeah um, I, i'm more comfortable running it in the sideboard and bringing it in against bristling hydra and getting mm-hmm. decks um but uh you know I, I do like the large amount of cheap removal that that black white has access to um yeah. so yeah yeah how about you you were still on zombies
0: I'm still I'm still on zombies. Living that zombie life. Living that zombie life. Yeah, I I'm not sure
1: <laughs> living that zombie unlife.
0: <laughs> That's good. Uh I'm I'm looking right now to fix up my sideboard for an unknown meta.
1: Well, I think you know what the meta. Well, is gonna be like Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's just very tuning diverse. It for the meta. Tuning. I don't for think the meta. It's, I I think like at a PBQ you're largely going to run into black green Mardu um zombies, zombies. and Teamer, I think it's going to be the, the four decks that you run into the most. You'll see a little bit of blue red, a little bit of new perspectives, a little bit of like monuments, a little bit of random yeah. stuff, as always. But I think if you're ready for those four decks, uh, then you should be fine.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, my main thing with zombies right now is I just continue to strongly dislike the one toughness on Dread Wanderer and Metallic Mimic because when I see Ballistas, when yeah. I see Liliana's. It, I mean, they did. They just hit the, the graveyard so fast.
1: That's true. That's um, very true. But
0: there aren't better things for those slots. Like Dread Wander, at least I can bring back. But Metallic Mimic feels so bad because yeah. it doesn't even give me cast triggers with diograph
1: Especially if you're like, you go turn one Dread Wander, turn two Mimic, and they go turn three Lily. Ah. Uh, then like I mean, you have a two one, and they have a Liliana. <laughs> like you're you're in such a it just feels yeah. such a bad position afterward. Yeah. Um,
0: so um, yeah, so you know, I'm looking at the looking at the Hour of Devastation spoilers, and there's that two-drop, two-two zombie with a flicked one. Ooh. I know, it's not better than Mimic, but I'm so... I'm like, well, it wouldn't die to Lily. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but
0: that's... I good. mean, that doesn't make it worth running, but right. I, I, I'm I sort of keeping my eye out for if there is a zombie. Yeah, and like one of the nice in. things
1: about zombies is it doesn't have the problem that the Monument deck has, because all of its threats, if they... Like, you're right, that, oh, if they kill Mimic, you know, it feels terrible, but... If any of your threat, if Crit Breaker sticks, you're probably going to win. If Mimic sticks, that's really great. If yeah. the is dead, like, you have the mana up to protect, like, that's great. Like, lure to stick. Like, all yeah. of these cards, card if they the stick, deck. are going to, like, cascade value um, and help you to to really pull ahead. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, do you think the Black Green Delirium or Energy build is, is the better build?
0: Overall or against better particular?
1: Right
0: um, I think it's tough. Well, so we were having a conversation about Black Green, which version is better against vehicles. Because again, I think you you want to be able to beat vehicles. We think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, like, Black Green, the Delirium version is probably going to beat the Energy version, right? It can just go bigger and they're doing pretty similar things. Yeah,
1: I agree. So I've then, never really had... So, just for the, the people listening, I, I've been playing Black Green Delirium for a while. Um, and this weekend I'll be either playing that again uh, <laughs> or if I can figure out Black White, I'll play that.
0: Yeah. And I played... The delirium version, and I played the energy version. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean the the Delirium version beats the energy version, but I'm not sure which one is better positioned against um, a deck like Team or Energy or against vehicles. Yeah. And I was saying one thing that I think is important about the energy build is the elephant, the 3-4. Four, that four toughness just stonewalls like the 3-1 Toolcraft exemplar or the 3-1 veteran motorist if yeah. people are still running that or um, but at the
1: same time delirium gets access to liliana and is able to snipe those off as well that's true yeah i don't know i yeah. i think it's nice though that that's the world that we live in that uh, it's not super clear like which you know there there's gonna be a lot of decks that have a lot of play to them um and some you know the games should feel close the games should feel like they're actually games of magic yeah um so it, it should, i think it's good yeah. Uh, I think that's all for today. Uh, Tune in tomorrow for some more spoiler season. Uh, As as always, we're brought to you by Flipside Gaming and New England Comics, so thank you very much to them. I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler Spoiler Season.
1: Season.